tonight is Nicole. Hello. Just the two of us on tonight for Synchronic. Synchronic is a film that came out last year in theaters, uh, but you probably didn't know that because uh, it was not in very many. It was out very briefly in like mid-pandemic when like theaters closed and then they reopened for like a couple weeks and then they closed again. It was open during that part. Uh, and now it's on Netflix. So everyone's watching it's on Netflix. It's been on the top 10 for weeks and weeks now. Uh, I think it was still top 10 when we watched it today. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's something uh, you bring up. It's got Anthony Mackie in it, who's in Falcon and Winter Soldier. So that's probably a big reason why a lot of people are watching it. Uh, it's directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. They have uh, made a couple other movies that I've seen. Uh, Spring and The Endless are the ones that I've seen. They also made, they, they did one of the VHS ones, uh, the horror anthology. Uh, and this is their their newest one. Uh, Do you know anything about this going in, Nicole? Um, I actually got re- recommended this from someone, which was who was my mother. Ah. Um, <laughs> yeah, she watched it and she said, "Did you see this yet?" And I I said no, and um, we decided to watch it because of that. So. Yeah, so thank you to Nicole's mom, technically a listener's suggestion. Um, so, Synchronic, two New Orleans paramedics' lives are ripped apart after they encounter a series of horrific deaths linked to a new designer drug with bizarre otherworldly effects. So it is a sci-fi-ish movie. Uh, if you have not seen Synchronic, it's on Netflix. It's getting, uh, it's, it got a pretty solid critical, decently high user, kind of like high 70s-ish range. Uh, so... Uh, you know, it's fairly well received. So on Netflix, if you want to check it out before we spoil it, because we're going to do that right now. We rate things here at Films with the Women of My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. So Steve and Dennis are our people that we're following. They are paramedics in uh, Louisiana, New Orleans. And Steve is Anthony Mackie. He's, uh, he drinks, he sleeps around, he doesn't really have much family, kind of depressed. Uh, and his, his buddy Dennis, who is Jamie Doran, uh, he has a wife who then their relationship's not great he's got a daughter who's kind of drifting through life uh so their lives are not super great and they go around you know they're paramedics so they see some horrific uh deaths and people in bad situations and uh one of the new things they've been seeing is uh these these uh rappers for this drug synchronic which is a designer drug supposed to mirror uh like what they say uh mdma or uh, I don't remember. <laughs> it, it's DMT. It, it, DMT. There you go. Um, so it, it's uh, it's legal, but it's getting pulled off the shelves, and it's also killing a bunch of people. And like weird occurrences keep happening. They keep finding like parts of like old things in places. It's like an old bed knob they find next to a burn burn victim, and they find a old sword uh, in like a junkie's house. So just a lot of weird stuff from like other time periods are showing up. And uh, that's the, that's what we find out is uh, that this drug, if you are young enough, there's a pineal gland where it is not calcified yet in young people in your brain. And uh, if you take this drug, it'll actually send you to another time period for a short period of time. And uh, things do not always go well when you get sent back in time, uh, as we find by the several bodies around. 
most so most adults can't go back, but Steve, our lead character, he can go back because he's got a tumor on his pineal gland, which is killing him, but also is keeping it young enough to, I guess, travel through time. Uh, and he has to go find the daughter, Brianna, because Brianna has gone missing uh, after taking the drug. So he's trying to figure out how the drug works so he can go back in time and find his friend's daughter. Uh, and that's that's what happens in Synchronic. So what do you mm-hmm. think of this plot, Nicole? Well, I think the plot is pretty interesting. Um, there are quite a few large plot holes in here for me um, that don't quite make sense. A, a little bit distracting to me, but I can I can put them aside for the sake of what this movie's supposed to be. Uh, for example, we see that Steve has been able to identify the key things that he has to do in order to get back into present day, which is end up in the space where you where you first dropped off in there. So. Like that, that, that makes sense to me, but it doesn't make sense to me that the other people that I guess have figured that out come back dead. I don't quite get that. They were able to figure out how to get back, but they didn't survive. I don't, I don't understand that. And the little pieces of the different, uh, lifetimes that people bring back has to be significant to something. Cause he even says that like it, it's give or take what, comes back with you so these people were holding on to these objects but they came back to the present but they came back dead were they not in the right place i don't i don't quite get that but so the i think a lot of people who come back we don't know if everyone comes back like you can just go missing like brianna does i think but like the burn lady that they find and the guy the remember the guy in the elevator shaft they find like he dies, he died in the elevator. So when he comes back, and that's probably why he fell underneath because he came back and the elevator had moved. So now he falls down the shaft. Um, so I think, I think for the most part, the people they find, it, I guess they just didn't leave the spot they originally went to. I suppose, but it, it's I guess something that could have been strewn together a little better for me. Yeah. Um, but it is an interesting plot of how this time uh, jumping is as opposed to something else. I didn't realize until you told me that everything happens in the location that you're in. So I didn't realize that all these at the beginning were happening in this New Orleans area. So that's pretty interesting. We get a little bit of, you know, different aspects of what has happened there in in the past. So that was pretty neat. I think that the... I think that the the whole thing of him being sick and also being a drinker and sounds like he takes drugs because he even says that to the woman doing the testing after he got stuck with the needle. She's like, I won't let them know if you I won't put Coke on the list or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't <laughs> I can't even explain what I want to say, but it's just like too many things are fucked up in this guy's life and now he's got cancer and now he has this tumor and now he's going to go save the world essentially finding this girl so it's like the perfect storm of things that are like too on the nose i guess but i do like the the story itself of these two guys that have to deal with all this crazy shit and i guess him taking it upon himself to go fix what he 
thinks he can do. So the supernatural part of it's pretty neat. Um, I think I'm going to give it a three for the plot. Yeah, so I, I went in seeing two of their earlier films, both much lower budgets. This is their biggest budget effort to date. Uh, and ben, Benson writes everything. Moorhead does all of the cinematography. They both edit and they both co-direct. So they've been the two of them have been the team for several years. And the other two movies that I've seen, Spring and The Endless, are both vastly superior to this. Those are both also sci-fi movies, but like kind of low-key, like they just kind of take a regular person and they're doing not regular things, but like, you know, it's it's not anything crazy until the sci-fi twist comes. And those movies have a better um, better rules. The writing's a little better. Like, the structure's stronger. This feels uh, like a big backstep for them. It feels like something that... That's interesting. Maybe they... Well, it feels like something they maybe had the idea for a while ago and never had the money to make it because they had to make all these smaller budget movies and because, you know, they're not big household names. Uh, and then they finally get some money to make this and it's like they dug up this old script because the script, first of all, the script in this is like way weaker than their other ones. Like the, I, it feels like a, like a smart, like high schooler wrote this or like a college student's first script. Like the, the two characters interacting are, a, they're, they're a little like, 40-year-old guys written by a 20-year-old guy is what it feels like. Yeah, I uh, feel that. Especially Dennis, the the married man. Um, he's he's very, like, stereotypical, like, dude. Like, oh, my life hasn't worked out how I thought it was, you know? I wish just my wish wife I were... had bigger tits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wish I was young and fucking around and doing whatever I wanted. But then, you know, it's also, there's not it's not the same and it's kind of depressing. I'm like, all right, this kind of feels like sad college guy. You know where this. I first got that feeling? It was when they were at the party in the beginning and the wife comes up with the baby and he's, he's like, oh, why are you sitting all the way over here? And he's like, oh, because you can't sit with those other guys because you fucked all their wives before they were wives. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like <yeah>. what? <laughs> there, it, there's a lot of that kind of it's it, it's like ch- kind of childish dude bro writing stuff. You kind of you it, it's it's got it stinks of like first script, which is weird because this is their fourth full length movie, um, and it's by far their most regressive. Uh, still, they I, it's, I don't want to shit on it too much because what's at the core of all their movies is some sort of weird sci fi concept that's always unique and you know this is a pretty unique i've we've all seen the time travel but time travel movie where it's a drug and then it has rules i always love the rules in sci-fi movies because i can at least even if even if this one has a lot of coincidences in it it still plays by its rules it just you know the coincidences have to line up to make the rules there but that doesn't break the rules so it's kind of forgivable so like when he learns you know you go back for seven minutes every time uh if you go back in the same spot you go back to the same time period you can bring living things to and from but they have to be like touching the person like you said inanimate objects parts of them come back but parts of them come back all fucked up so it doesn't always like it's not everything really they get like distorted so a lot of cool concepty kind of stuff um but I, I've seen literally these two creators do much better work. Um, so I'm at like a 3-5 uh, for the plot. Uh, major points for creativity. There, once, the, once the sci-fi hit starts going, because the first like no, 35 minutes probably, there's not. It's just kind of these two guys finding these people dying, and they got to figure out why. Or they don't even have to, but you know, uh, uh, Steve wants to. 
Um, so it takes a while to get to the to the sci-fi bit, and once that starts to hit, I think they start hitting their stride a little bit. Uh, but like you said, coincidences a little too many, a little too many people showing up at the right time. Like the yeah. synch- like the designer drug creator shows up at the store yeah, when he's buying out. That? We'll talk it, about that in the characters because that's what I wanted to bring up with you. So let's talk about the characters. Steve's our main character. Dennis is his buddy. His wife is Tara. Brianna is the daughter that goes missing. And there's a couple other characters in here, like the guy who designs the drug. uh, And then lots of other people they run into in, like, past situations. So those are your main people. What do you think of these characters? Well, first off, I never never heard of the term designer drug before. Oh, really? Picturing, like... A pill with like a Chanel logo on it. <laughs> like it's kind of what it. I mean. It's not, it's not a Chanel logo, but it, it does have it's. It's a little white pill with a cool little like infinity logo on it. Yeah. What are the, what's the what's the drug that they do that with? Where they like stamp it with all the different like Pac Man and all that. Uh, you know, you know I don't what I'm know. talking about. I've, I, Just different pills, I guess. Like ecstasy, I guess. But anyway, so I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. Um, but uh. Yeah, that, I want to start with that because I thought that that was just the most bizarre thing they could have put into this movie is, first off, this this chemist that people have to know who he is by now because I feel like this is probably, you know, it's got discontinued. It's probably on the rise in the news that people are taking this thing. Can't just be in New Orleans. Um, he says it's at a couple of small stores. It hasn't gotten out much yet. Like, it's... That's, yeah, a couple fu- of test that's fucking sites. dumb. That's really yeah, stupid. I know. I, it makes me, it made me think of uh, I don't know, in some states, salvia was legal for a while, and you could buy it in like smoke shops. And I don't think it's legal anymore. But it and it didn't you know send you back in time. But it was a similar like oh, it's supposed to mirror you know a hallucinogen, and it you know it does it uh, decently well. But then they had health concerns, so it got pulled. So it's supposed to be like that. I guess if you don't know anything about designer drugs, then it then it wouldn't make any sense but yeah but i mean just the whole scene of him showing up at the guy's house i mean and like hiding in it first off the logistics don't make sense because if he had had to follow him home how did he get into the guy's house without him seeing him do it it just doesn't make any sense and he just happens to come there like to him like at the same time it just happens to be his last stop like you know it's a lot of you you get in a movie you get a one or two coincidences and this this does a, a I'm buying the last that. seven that you that I have in the whole I world. Have just wow. the exact amount to just explain Lucky. all of the things the pill can do while only having one left at the end to get you know, but not <laughs> enough for both of us. Like it's kind of you know, you're right. It's I flushed a lot of coincidences. Oh man, you flushed them. That sucks. And then he just leaves. What? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um. So that that whole character there is just so super weird oh um, and before we move on from that character he kills himself so that he oh, can't go so make, briefly so that he can't go make more because that's what i was thinking when I, I saw this in theaters when it came out i was like halfway through i'm like why doesn't he just go tell this guy and have him make more to ha- like convince him to help him with this thing he kills himself so now now no one knows how to make the drugs these are the last so ones in briefly over the news so obviously it is fair to say that many people knew who this guy was because it good was point. newsworthy at on least the someone radio. knew who he was yep. yeah. <laughs> i mean what the hell so that that whole character is just really weirdly put in here but um if we're talking about our mains of steve and dennis i mean i like both of these actors um 
I think that they really did play this broy thing that was like way over the top, and maybe that's just what Jamie Dornan does in his acting. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen him with a lot of range, so yeah, I yeah. think I've seen a little more range than him. He was giving me total like Will Smith could have played this role of, of what Anthony Mackie did, but I liked their relationship the most of any other relationships in this. Um, I really hated the wife, Dennis's wife and that whole dynamic. It was really forced and awful to watch. It didn't even feel like they were that like mad at each other, but they made it seem like they were on the verge of divorce. Like the fighting at the, when he's printing out the missing sign, she's like, why don't you do anything for me? And he's like, what the fuck lady? I just stayed up and called every hospital and yada, yada, yada. Like what the fuck? Um, so she was terrible, but uh, I guess the other character in this would be the, the daughter. And I mean, she was just there. I didn't feel any sort of sadness for her being missing or anything. The people that were the worst in this movie, though, I have to say is all the police in it in the beginning. (laughs) And they're, they're, they're jokey, bro-y. Oh, these are just the paramedics. Let's fuck with them attitude. I don't, I'm not. A police officer, obviously. I don't know one, so I don't know if this is how they are with paramedics, but it's pretty awful. So I was immediately turned off in the beginning by their attitudes and and what they were doing. I would say there's more negatives than positives to the characters. I'm going to have to, I guess, give it like a 2.5. This is what I was saying, why I feel like it feels like an old script they dusted off and like oh finally we have it we made enough money to make this one and I don't know if they went back and fixed it up enough because all their movies the other two movies I've seen have two main characters and then a bunch of a couple of decent side characters with some points and then a lot of like like nobody characters both of the other ones and this one has that too two main characters and then a couple other ones and then a bunch of random people Um, and once again like these characters don't feel very three-dimensional or real. Um, like Steve is our lead and he's just, his, his story is just, I have nobody I'm drinking all the time, but it doesn't, I don't understand really why he's like this. I mean, the, the, the why is the why is because story. Well, his backstory is, and it's shown in a couple flashbacks and then Dennis tells his (laughs) wife, Another weird coincidency <laughs> thing. They th- one day they fought on their on while on the job. They find three coffins that have been After like Hurricane looted. Katrina. Yeah, they've been looted in a gr- in like uh, defiled, and it's they traced the, the them back to being. What uh, they Steve's traced the parent. serial number of, of the coffin? I guess. Uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> coffins have serial. I mean, you can identify i suppose steve it's it's steve's parents and his younger sister um who died you know obviously many years before uh that's like the most development we get into steve having a shitty life um because otherwise he's just like he is just drifting through but it doesn't seem he seems to have like he could do more and maybe he's just slumming it because his buddy dennis is kind of just like lame like he's just like uh, I couldn't get laid, and then I knocked up this girl, and now I got this family that I didn't really want, and, oh, man, I wish I could have a cool life like yours, Steve. And he's like, I'm no James Bond. I'm more like Charlie Sheen. And I'm just like, ah. This, <laughs> we could fix this writing a little bit, people. Like, this is, uh, this is a, a little outdated, like I said, huh? It's like, it's like what I was saying. It's like, 
it's like they wrote this in college and they were, you know, they're smart guys. They're like, ah, oh, it's our first college script. And like, this is really good. And like, yeah, if this was, if this was your first movie and you know, you're 25, I'd be like, yeah, this is a pretty good debut. Uh, but it's their fourth movie. Um, and you know, then the, the female characters are not driven, drawn out at all. Like the wife is, you know, upset wife with the husband with, because and, and child that they didn't want. Yeah, and child they didn't want. She, her character is. I don't really know what I want to do with my life. I'm like, all right, that's not. That's really nothing. Like we. That's Even what we the got. scenes where like they're talking to the daughter as she's older, and she she walks into the room, the flashbacks, and she's like, "Where? What are you doing tonight?" And she, they're like, oh, "Get out! Don't come in our room." And then he's like, "No, come on in the room." And then it was like an actual conversation people would have, but I don't want to see that in a movie because it is so bland. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, the conversations between the characters where it's supposed to, like, build the relationships and build the characters, they don't, they either don't feel organic or they feel, like, again, written by young guy. So, um, it's, it's got, it's got work to do with the characters. I wouldn't say their strong points are typically characters in the movies anyway. They're much better with big ideas and executing, you know, really well-made sci-fi concepts. Um, so I'm low on the characters in this. I think they're, like, a two, um... I think Anthony Mackie gives a good performance, and if it weren't for him, if it were like just random guy as the lead, this could be uh, this could make the whole thing kind of go down. But when it's just him and he's doing his experiments, and I guess this is the visual and sound now, when he's doing his experiments and stuff, I like all that. I think it's cool. I think uh, there's a good amount of guessing on what's going to happen. I th- and I, like I said, I, I think the rules make a good amount of sense. But what do you think of the visual and sound? Well, I will continue to say in every review that i'm on with this type of scenery i hate blood and guts and gore and this had some more in it and bones popping out and knife wounds and it's repulsive so i don't know why every movie has to fucking have that in it um i don't think it, i mean yeah i mean they're, I know well, they're you don't think it, but i'm saying i do think it so i think it's gross anyway so I don't like that. I don't want to see that. I think we can get the gist without showing the bone popping out of the leg when they say there's a guy bone popped out. I don't really want to see it. I already got it. Puking. Yeah, he had to stop and puke four times. Like, let, we can Jeez. hear it. Sick. We can hear it. We don't have to see it. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, say no, you don't like any. You don't like gore. <laughs> no, I don't like bodily f- things. I don't really like the flashbacks and and transporting to the other world by like sprinkling out and disappearing i think that's really corny i feel like there should have been a different way to do that um being like transparent <laughs> like half transparent if you half made it right off right at the end of the time period time limit like okay I mean, I'm like drawing a blank on anything to say about it because I'm re- I'm re- rewinding the movie through my head, and it was all as as we've said, it was all just so purposeful that it didn't leave anything excitement. The only exciting part that I I felt was at the end, and they they were in the was it the like the American Civil War or something. The Battle of New Orleans. So that would have been 1815. That's the only one that has. That's the only time period that has a specific date. Yeah, in, I mean yeah. that was it was frightening. Um, it was suspenseful, and I thought that like the the explosions and the bombs and the gunshots were very realistic, and I thought that they did a really good job with that scene. 
you know, having all the dead bodies in the trench and, and everything like that was felt very realistic. So I will give them that. I did. I did like that scene. The thing that doesn't make sense to me is I think he said something about it, but I'm not quite understanding that right before you're, you're due to go back to the original world, something's going to come and try to attack you. And I, I saw that happen. Of course, we see in every cent scene there's something that's going to get them. But I don't think that that happened when he was in the ice ice age. I think well, I didn't think that every time someone comes back, something had to attack you. I thought that that just every time you go somewhere in the past, there was something attacking you because I, I, think- I swore I heard him say in like the 30 seconds before you transport back. You must be in the location that you're supposed to be in because there will be something there that's trying to get you to stay. And we see that with the Conquistador and the um, the guy at the, at the, the house. war, the guy yep. in the house. Yeah, exactly. So I think that what he what he's saying is that there's going to be some force that's trying to get you to stay, but I didn't really... There's something happened at the Ice Age one, and it doesn't Well, the first time, first time he goes to the Ice Age one, that guy is there, and he's coming for him, and he gets back just in time. And the second time, he offers fire, and then the, the guy, like, stops trying to attack him. But I didn't actually... I didn't even realize that was part of the thing. That kind of makes sense now, because now that I think about it, every time one of the other people, like, one of the people in the other places goes back in time, you know, the reason they're finding all these people in Synchronic is because they're getting attacked and killed. Um, in the other time periods, so, but I didn't realize that was part of the part of the rule. I thought I thought what he said was just like the past sucks. Like you go back to any past time, and someone or something is trying to kill you. And I was like, that's kind of how I always pictured the past anyway. Like it, when people were like, oh, I, I wish I could go back to this time. I'm like, there might be. I I didn't realize that, but um, yeah, I guess it would I mean, make it's a sense. nice touch if that's what they were going for. It's a nice touch to it, and it's interesting that the. The a guy in the ice age decided not to hurt him since he brought fire. I mean, he could have took used that to his advantage and brought something for every one of these places. Just bring. Well, a, I don't. Yeah, I don't something. know what he would. I don't know he would bring. It's you know that one he got lucky with. Bring like, money. Bring gold. Bring something like it. Just makes doesn't make sense to go empty-handed if you already know this anyway well again if there's if we're gonna do the race thing it makes sense that he goes he's the black guy who goes back and you go back to you know early america louisiana and you're the black guy and you have here's i'm offering you something they're just gonna you know beat him up and take it like it's you know all, all these people in the past are bad people they're not there's no good guys in the past yeah whatever um <laughs> which i believe i think the past was an awful time all the past all past times were just terrible people trying to barely survive because everything was awful all the time but yeah, that's why <laughs> that's why i don't i don't envy any past things well, i suppose that'll happen when we're considered the past so um yeah this is I'm, a barbaric time in 50 years <laughs> i don't really have much else to say about the sound i mean there was some music in it that was fine I guess this would be my highest rating of them. I guess I'll give it like a three point five for this. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, that's I'm probably on like a three five too, and that's what I like is the maybe a four. I don't know. I, the music, you're right, didn't leave an impre- much of an impression on me. There's, it's kind of uh, this new synthy-ish uh, kind of sound. Um, but the it's I probably like- started like when Stranger Things started using that like synthy theme song. Yeah, and it's, I think everyone just picks off of that now. 
It's the yeah. It's been it's been used a lot more recently. I think they I think they've used similar scores. I don't know if there's this guy Jimmy Laveo who did the music. I don't know if he did the music for their other movies too. But um, I think they all have this kind of feel. Uh, it's I like the past the past stuff. I think it, the sets look cool. I don't know what they did to get like. I don't know if it's a half set part half, half CGI. I don't really know what they did because they go to the swamp. They go to the ice. They go to like nineteen hundred, early nineteen hundreds. They go to. There's also the the he goes. He KKK runs, is there. KKK is in the nineteen hundreds one, but then they also go. He also goes to this time where there's like a group of they're black and they're it's like a native. Tribe. Yeah, yeah, I don't really know when that is. That that's a that's an interesting one. And they also again attack him. Everyone attacks everybody in this time periods, um, <laughs> which for me again for me t- checks out. Nothing I else came be... of the necklace that he grabbed either. No, you're right. I don't even know if he brought that back. Um, so weird. What is the? Why do it for some things and not the other things? The big problems are the characters are kind of written like basically the there's uh, too many coincidences written in here. And it's just, uh, it feels a little first drafty. Again, I like this for the big ideas and some of the, and the places it goes. And I think the end's pretty good. Uh, even if we get like an ambiguous kind of end. So those aren't usually ones I like, but I think it's a decent one. Um, but yeah, I, I think the visual and sound is a strong point other than just the entire time travel by a pill concept itself. Um, so we're at the end and, uh, he is getting closer to finding Brianna. Well, not really, but he, he tries to go back in time in the chair that she disappeared in. And then when he comes back after almost getting killed by the tribe of people, uh, the, her, the roommate or whatever, the one girl who still lives there, even though her house is a crime scene, she's still getting fucked up. So. Yeah, and it's, the fucking house is on fire, and I don't get it. It's not I on fire. I tell you, it's just smoke from like a vent or something, from like uh, a heating. Or, it looks or, like it's on fire. It's like all lighted up like like a fire pit, and there's smoke billowing out of the house. I don't understand. I don't think it's billowing. I, I thought it was from like a laundry vent, and it looks like an apartment building. I don't know. That's I didn't That didn't uh, strike me as odd. But the the girl the girl who uh, tells uh, him that oh uh, no she wandered off before before um uh she she wandered off somewhere that she didn't disappear in the chair so then they go he finally tells Dennis he's got cancer and he you know Dennis is like oh, I'm a family real tough man and he's like hey, stop talking uh, and then they go to the graveyard to visit uh the his dead family from the you know the those coffins that floated up from Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> Uh, and then they re- he realizes that, or he's like, what would you do, Dennis? If you, you're, you're hit her father or her father, what would have you done? He's like, oh, I would put a message somewhere so that I could get it back. And then we go back to the rock uh, that they were sitting on at that one party. They where it zoomed said, in so e- perfectly on at the beginning. It says always, but not always the word always, like all, all two words. And so, uh, they have a final little conversation and he takes the thing on top of the rock. Rock goes back in time. This is the battle of New Orleans. The gunshots, explosions everywhere. Uh, all seems lost. He's not sure if he's going to be able to find her because it's so chaotic. And laying in the trench of bodies uh, is also Brianna, and she's alive still. And so he gives her the last pill. They sc- uh, scramble across the battlefield to get back to the rock. Uh, a guy is about to kill uh, kill Steve because he's he's black, and he says, "You're my slave." And Steve's like, "All right, I'm your slave," and then tricks him. And he, uh, he almost steps on a landmine, the bad guy, and he doesn't step on a landmine. But then an explosion goes off, and he falls on the landmine. And uh, Brianna gets sent back, and uh, the bad guy explodes, and Steve tries to get back to the rock. 
And then we get an ending shot where he's like kind of partially back, but kind of partially not. He's got like the phasey, phasey in and out thing. Just like his doggy. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention his dog gets lost in the in the the race. That could have been his offering to the KKK. Is the dog? I'm sure they're gonna <laughs> they just take it and then kill him anyway. But uh, uh, he, we we end with Steve and Dennis shaking hands uh, with like the and we we cut right there. We don't know if it's enough to bring Steve back or if he's now trapped in the uh, in the past. But you know he's got cancer anyway. He stopped taking doing his treatment, so he's gonna he's gonna die no matter what probably. Uh, but that's I wonder what uh, happened yeah. if they both took half the pill. Um, if we had more pills, if if only that doctor didn't kill himself, we could have done more tests. But uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I guess they didn't want to risk it because they had so few left. Um, so I imagine. But but oh, uh, but it would have worked for Dennis anyway because he had the old the old uh, gland, so he wouldn't have been able. No, to No, not back for Dennis. Half for Brianna and half for oh uh, Steve. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, his the whole thing was to. I mean, what if it didn't work? Then they're both trapped there because. Well, yeah, maybe guess. Dennis could. Maybe Steve could get back because he um, he was still on his time limit barely. But uh, anyway, we end on a on a uh, note where we're not sure if he's gonna if if Steve made it back or not. I, I don't think he did. I think it's supposed to be like, uh, your, our last goodbye. But um, that's the end of Synchronic. What do you got for Resonance and Feel? there's things that bother me about sci-fi movies when they try to make it the explanation dumbed down for us to understand because it's something that doesn't make sense like when when the chemist is in steve's house and he's like it's like a vinyl record (laughs) yeah he's explaining it he's like uh you see here's the um oh wait let me make it dumb for you let me get a (laughs) let me get a piece of paper and draw a box with arrows on it you know how there's songs on a vinyl record and like you only play one at a time but all the songs are right there you just gotta oh my god the pill is the needle (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry Uh, 25 year old college kid pretty smart but you know it's his first it's his first movie so he needs to yeah working on it Um, that's what it feels like it's definitely an interesting way of of projecting time travel in a movie. Um, I've not seen that before, so I will give them props for that. But I have to agree with you; it feels very juvenile in its in its script, and um, nothing is really so crazy, amazing, or so bizarre that you know it's something that we can think of as like otherworldly i think it's just kind of we really tried to make a time travel movie and we had to add in different time periods to make it cool or something you know what i mean mm-hmm. it couldn't have just been like this pill to, this cool whatever so i mean I, I don't know if anyone is understanding what i'm saying but what i'm trying to get at is my explanation <laughs> is just as boring as what i thought the movie was um uh. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that I didn't... I'm not saying I hated it, you know? It was definitely interesting, and like I said, it really redeemed itself at the end with the scene and the, the war scene, because I thought that was really uh, really well shot. But I've said it a million times, too. I mean, not not to be a downer here, but I hate time travel movies. I really do. That's true. That, I really hate true. them. And I can I, somehow I keep ending up on these fucking podcasts, so... Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give you it. You don't a f- have a appreciation for sci-fi. You guys just don't uh, can't expand your minds, man. You gotta have my mom on it. She'd probably love this. 
Um, Sounds like she did. <laughs> I'm going to give it a three. I'm going to give it a three. And she said, did you see Synchronic? It was so crazy. So, I mean, she must have been blown out of the water because I did not think it was crazy. Well, here's what I was about to say at the end here. Is I, if I saw this when I was 17 and I had only seen, you know, X number of movies and I was just getting into movies and I saw this, I'd be like, this is an awesome, cool movie because I'd be a 17-year-old dude and I would love this. And I guess if you're a 60-year-old woman, you might also love this. <laughs> she, <laughs> of course, she also she watches stuff on like... Movies. Well, she she likes sci-fi movies. She likes like sci-fi channel original movies and like uh, CW shows. So if that gives you an idea of yeah. uh, the demographic appeal to this, I think this is like um, a pretty simple, simplistic execution of a good idea. Like it's a good it's a good concept. They always make good concepts. And if this was their if this was a first movie, I'd be like, I'm interested in what this director or directors have to make. Um, but I went in, you know, already seeing their other work, being really, really impressed by it. Like, the, those other two movies that I saw, Spring and uh, Endless, those are like four and a half star movies. Those are really, really good. Um, great premise surrounded by good content. And this is just a good premise. Um, but everything, the bones, are the rest of the bones are not there. There's There's something real basic about this that keeps it from being up with their other work so it's getting good reviews if you like this i would definitely recommend go see their other two movies because i think they're even better and um i hope you know this gets them more attention from the future because i think they got more in them but this one on its own i think it's like a two five resonance and feel you know it's my second time watching it i think i liked it a little less this time than the first time i think the first time i, I didn't you know you don't know what to expect it's kind of more more mystery more intrigue um but it's 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 okay uh, and we're at the end here. It sounds like we're kind of on the fence. We're going to recommend Synchronic. What do you think? It wasn't so offensive to me that I would say no. I think that people would like this. I, I am going to give it a soft recommend um, because, like I said, I didn't hate it. So, Yeah, I'm at a soft recommend, if anything, just to go watch the other two. I think The Endless comes in and on and off Netflix frequently. And Spring I saw on Hulu. So keep an eye on Hulu and Amazon Prime for Spring. Um, again, both vastly superior movies, also sci-fi, very similar style as far as just like kind of regular characters, nothing super fancy about it. Um, so yeah, if you like this, older work is even better. But uh, it's too soft recommends, it sounds like, for Synchronic. Uh, oh, before we go to the final part of our show, we just did Stowaway. What's better, this or Stowaway? There are two different realms for me. They're both um, sci-fi movies, and you dislike them, but or you dislike space, and you dislike time travel, but for different reasons. So I don't, I don't know if I'd probably say this just because it has a little bit more intrigue about the traveling through different time periods. You get to see mm-hmm. some different people. You can only do so much with a space movie, in my opinion. So I'd have to go with this. There you go. So, so someone who doesn't love either of the sci-fi realms that these two movies just did back to back so uh that's the end of synchronic on netflix like i said and before we close out the show uh host pick time is coming up and it is nicole's turn nicole what are you having us all watch well i always like to try to have you guess i'll read you a couple pieces of information about it and see if you know okay so this movie i've never seen it before um Mm -hmm. it's i i got sparked into uh, thinking about this movie, I was at the Goodwill the other day and I saw it on the shelf and I was going to buy it for a dollar, but I didn't. Um, but I looked it up and it is on um, HBO Max 
And it's also always on television, it looks like. So if you do happen to have something like Encore or I imagine regular HBO, I think this movie is always on it. It's, did I say what year it was? It was a 2004 movie. And it's got a 7.8 on IMDb. It's got 91% on Google and 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you have Mm. any guess at all? I can't give you, I can't give you the genre. I'll let you have one guess and then I'll tell you. Can you give me like a plot or all I know right now is scores in in a year. It is based on a novel. 53%. That's low. Um, I already I mean, gave low, you a, a it's hint. It's low for an interesting movie. Um, I already gave you a hint when I was talking about it. <laughs> I'll just tell I you. Don't rem- I don't remember. I'm choosing The Notebook. Oh, okay. The movie that's based off of the novel from Nicholas Sparks. Yes. Um, And I said sparked my interest. So. Oh, I that was your hint? It. I haven't Not seen this, a lot of <laughs> and I can't believe I went through high school, middle school, and college without seeing this movie, so I'm excited to watch it. All right. I, I have also never seen The Notebook, um, but I actually have wanted to see it. I have actually heard more good things than bad, so I'm, I'm actually a little... It's Nicholas Sparks, so it doesn't surprise me it's low, but I'm, I would have thought this would be higher. Um, but all right. We'll see what Jess and Mama K have to say about that. Uh, that is on HBO Max, like you said. We will be doing The Notebook for Nicole's host pick for May, so that'll be coming up next in the meantime. Got listener suggestions lined up. If you want to add to that pool, if it's streaming anywhere, let me know, and I will uh, put it to the list, because we are always, even if we don't know anything about it, we're always listening to listener suggestions, and you can do that on Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. You can reach out to me individually, probably the easiest way, on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. And you can email the show, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. All right. Thank you for Synchronic. And I guess yes. I'll see you for see you for the notebook in a f- yeah. few days, week, or whatever. Until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.